So tonight we are underneath a Pisces new moon and we'll talk about both the new moon and what it means to be underneath the influence of Pisces energy. We'll also touch base on Pisces season, which we just entered into yesterday, one day before this moon. We're also going to talk about Mahashivaratri, which is celebrated currently in Hindu tradition and on the eastern side of the world. We'll also talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon or the moon from the Eastern astrological perspective. I'm going to share a breathwork practice. I'm actually going to share three breathwork practices with you tonight and we will discuss the tarot reading that I pulled for this moon. Namaste, and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Namaskar, everyone. Welcome to our moon circle tonight. I am going to take just maybe one minute. There's always a little bit of a lag. And also my phone doesn't, it just doesn't want to be straight today. (laughs) No matter how I prop it, it wants to be all crooked for some reason. So we're just going to roll with that little bit of crookedness today. That's all right. But we are going to wait maybe just one minute while everyone starts to sign in. I am going to also pull up my notes here for our moon circle tonight so I make sure that I don't leave anything out. See it's just it just keeps moving. I don't know what the deal is. (laughs) That's why I was even a couple of minutes late signing in because I couldn't get it to set up right. I'm just gonna have to leave it at that and call it good. So if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If this is 
the second, the third, the fourth, the hundredth time that you're tuning in, welcome. But especially if this is your first time, I just want to take a moment to introduce myself. My name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess, an intuitive, and a voice of the divine, if you want to call it. That's what Vina is. That's my spiritual name and what it means. But I am a channeler and I do like to tune into the moon and astrology. And I've been hosting these free moon circles online for quite some time now, somewhere between four to five years at this point. And I host as many of them as I can. I don't miss very many. I try to tune in no matter where I am. Tonight I'm coming to you from my bedroom, just like our last moon circle, just because I'm here at home and my son and my husband are kind of wandering around the rest of the house. So I've just isolated myself here in my little corner of the master bedroom so I can attune into the moon with you tonight and share some more information. And I just want to say hi really quick to the people that are saying hi. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Carissa. Hi, everyone else that's starting to tune in. By the way, feel free to utilize the chat as you need to if you are here live. Part of the reason that I host these moon circles in the ether is to reach as many people as possible and to create community, to create especially an online community where all of us can come together strictly because we love the moon and we want to learn more about it or maybe we're just curious about the moon, but we're all coming under an, you know, a common roof for the same purpose. And so feel free to use this chat to get to know one another, to share um, information, to share anything that's coming through, to voice anything to me, to ask any questions, however you want to use that chat respectfully and honorably in this circle, please do so. So tonight we are underneath a Pisces new moon and we'll talk about both the new moon and what it means to be underneath the influence of Pisces energy. We'll also touch base on Pisces season, which we just entered into yesterday, one day before this moon. We're also going to talk about Mahashivaratri, which is celebrated currently in Hindu tradition and on the eastern side of the world. We'll also talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon or the moon from the Eastern astrological perspective. I'm going to share a breathwork practice. I'm actually going to share three breathwork practices with you tonight and we will discuss the tarot reading that I pulled for this moon. So make yourself comfortable, maybe have something to write with if you want to take notes, maybe have something to drink. This is a watery moon so make sure that you have some sort of liquid to wet your whistle and get ready to just get casual and learn a little bit more about what's going on in the cosmos. So I always like to start these circles by taking a few deep breaths, and I invite you to join me in this process. I'm first going to just find a nice tall spine, plenty of room for my breath to move all the way down my spine, up and down my spine, nourishing my chakras in and out of every place it can possibly reach in my body, nourishing all my organs, nourishing all these places that my breath can go. And I invite you to do the same, sitting nice and tall or standing nice and tall wherever you are. Let's go ahead and start with a deep breath in through the nose. Open mouth, exhale. And just sink in at the bottom of that breath. Just relax, shake out your shoulders, let go of any stagnant energy, any tension. Let's do that again, maybe reaching the arms overhead. Inhale, 
And as you exhale, hands come to the heart or maybe just move on back down to the ground or to the sides of your body. Again, just shaking out any tension, letting go. Now on this final breath, I invite you again, if you want to reach your arms overhead, you can. And also maybe to make a little bit of sound as you exhale, nourishing the throat chakra, vibrating the vocal cords, removing any stagnant energy from these upper chakras. Here we go. Inhale overhead. Open mouth, exhale. And just relax. So welcome in to our Pisces virtual new moon circle. I try to always ask if there are any, you know, people relative to this sign on the transmission. Are there any Pisces sun, moon, or rising signs on the transmission? Does anybody have a Pisces north node, a Pisces stellium, any sort of Pisces dominance in their chart? Go ahead and put that in the comments if you've got that going on right now. Maybe just helps me to relate a little bit more to you personally if you are here. And then also if you're a water sign, if you're a Cancer, if you're a Scorpio, sun or moon or or rising, you might be affected with this energy as well, just a little bit. Carissa says her daughter is a Pisces. My husband and my son are Cancer moons, and I don't have a lot of water with me. Water is actually my missing element, and I think it's why I'm so drawn to the moon, because the moon is water energy, and I have naturally been attracted to astrology, but I've been working with the moon now for, gosh, I think it's something like 13, 14 years at this point, so very attracted to water energy because I'm missing it myself. I don't have any Pisces alignments in my chart. Lisa says she's a full moon in Pisces. So Lisa, you, oh goodness, Lisa, I forgot that you're a full moon in Pisces. And you know, that is the exact opposite of Virgo, which you're a Virgo sun and a Pisces moon. So you're going to feel this energy. You're also going to feel the Virgo moon that's going to be rising up here in two weeks. So on March 7th, you'll want to pay special attention to that full moon in Virgo as well. And then of course, when you come up to your own Pisces season in August, or sorry, Virgo season in August and September, you probably really resonate with that full moon in Pisces then. So yes, you are definitely going to want to attune to this energy as well. And Carissa, you'll probably want to tune in for your daughter. So let's talk a little bit about the new moon before we move into Pisces energy. Let's just discuss new moon energy. Just in case this is your first time or you're a beginner moony, you're just kind of learning about the moon right now. When we're underneath a new moon, it's darker outside. So if you look outside right now, if it's nighttime where you are, or if you look outside during the nighttime around this time, around February 19th, 20th, 21st, you're going to notice that it's really dark. You probably can't see the moon or you can barely make out, um, you can barely make it out in the sky. And that's because the moon and the sun are aligned right now. So where this light is coming from, this ring light here, if this was the sun over here and my head, my earthly body was earth, the moon would be in between us right now. And so the sun's light can't reach the earth. And so it's a lot darker than normal. Now we as living beings, as human beings, as beings living on this planet earth, we operate 
with the sunlight. Our circadian rhythm functions off of sunlight. So when we're in the darkness of the new moon, we actually feel more tired than normal. We're more lethargic. We're less motivated to do things. We really kind of want to just chill out. We're also in lower frequency feelings because we're closer to Earth's gravity rather than pulled up to the moon like we are during a full moon. So when Earth's gravity is stronger during a new moon, it's not going to be something you really notice. You can't step on a scale and notice a difference, but it's subtle. And because our bodies are made of about 75 to 80% water, we're going to feel that subtle shift in the energy. Mostly we feel it through our internal waters, through our emotions, and we start to move into lower frequency feelings. Now part of this is because we are really feeling our bodies right now. We're pulled down to the earth and the earthly human experience. And unfortunately, sometimes the human experience is a drag. It kind of brings us down. It makes us angry and frustrated and shameful and disappointed and upset in many different ways below our heart frequency. So if you're feeling a little down during this new moon, a little depressed, if you're feeling low, if you're feeling angry or jealous or shameful or ashamed, if you're feeling guilty, if you're feeling any of that stuff below the heart, it's pretty normal right now. Also, if you just don't want to move, if you don't want to do a lot, if you just want to rest, if you want to sleep more, if you want to eat less, if you want to even meditate less or do less yoga or do less movement in general, all of that is normal as well just because you're really getting pulled down to the earth's core right now. Carissa says she has a lot of placements in Scorpio, another strong water sign, and her rising is Libra, but very close to Scorpio, so maybe close to being a Scorpio cusp or right on the end of there. So you're definitely going to feel a lot of this water energy too, Carissa, in addition to feeling it with your daughter because you're connected there, right? There's that water energy as well. It's sacral chakra in our human bodies or in our energy bodies, and sacral chakra is the womb space, so you're going to feel the water energy energy of your daughter right now and also the water energy that you embody in your star-coded DNA as well. So what is this energy that pulls us down to the earth? Yes, it's earth's gravity, but it's also known as a prana energy. We're more familiar with the word prana. Prana is typically heightened during a full moon. We're pulled up into our higher chakras, higher vibrations, higher frequencies, and it's the energy of the inhale. It's life force energy, but the energy of the exhale, like that what we just experienced, that deep exhale, that letting go, shaking out, making a little bit of noise. By the way, when you vibrate your vocal cords, even if it's just a like a vocalized sigh, you are activating and hacking your vagus nerve. No, not Las Vegas, but vagus, V-A-G-U-S. And when you hack your vagus nerve, you actually turn on your parasympathetic nervous system response. This is your rest and digest and reproduce because you are not going to be experiencing strong fertility if you are feeling like you're in danger, right? So whenever we're in new moon energy and pulled down to the earth, we're also pulled down into our 
exhales the bottom of our breath, and that's where that apana energy resides. So this is a very grounding space right now, this portal of the new moon and kind of those two days before and after the new moon's peak. We're going to feel very grounded. We're going to feel hopefully very stable. We're going to desire more balance and stability and structure and foundation if we don't have that right now. You know, that's part of the reason that the full moon and the new moon kind of take notice upon us and we take notice upon them because they're check-in points. So this new moon, it's the beginning of a brand new 28 to 29 and a half-ish day lunar cycle. It's a check-in point. It's a time for us to say, hey, are we feeling balanced right now? Are we feeling good? Are we feeling like we want to continue to work towards the things that we're working on or do we want to shift? Ultimately, it's all about getting back to our center. So underneath this new moon, I invite you to find ways to increase harmony in your life, to find your center again, and to come back to that natural equilibrium that your true inner self always desires. Oh, that's very interesting. Carissa said she is a quantum vocal coach. So she's all about vibrating these vocal cords and working with our energy and nervous system and all of that. So that's so cool. That is so cool that you're here tonight. It was meant to be, right? It was aligned. So, okay, before we move on and talk any more about the moon, you know, give you that foundation of what it means to be underneath the new moon or the new moon energy, I want to really officially open our circle. I do this every time by bringing in the five elements. Now, if you have these specific five elements with you, you could certainly bring these into your circle tonight as well. You could bring them into the live transmission or as you're listening to this transmission, you could have these elements around you you during this new moon portal or actually this entire Pisces season because whatever sign the moon is in in its new moon phase that energy sets the standard for the entire lunar cycle so these are going to be great elements for you to work with personally over the next <clears throat> four weeks in addition to right now in this you know new moon portal phase I also always emphasize that you could just have these elements around you you could take in the energy through the ether, you could look them up online, or you could absorb the energy that you experience in this transmission right now. Great thing about working in the digital spaces is we move beyond time. We move beyond the dimension of space. So whatever I'm bringing to you right now, you're going to feel it as if I'm sitting right in front of you in your space, you know, live, handing it over to you and letting you truly experience it. Which is really cool, right? It's really magical. So I'm going to start with earth elements. I always do this. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat a little bit. <clears throat> there we go. And I'm going to start with several crystals. So I first want to start with aqua marine. This is a great stone to work with. And you would think that it would be an aqua marine color because we kind of associate words with our experiences, right? Well, aquamarine is actually quite clear. So you can see that it's almost like a cloudy gray transparent stone. So here's one example of it, a little bit bigger. But it's got a little bit of white or opal sheen to it, a little bit of a milky sheen to it. And I've got some smaller ones here. These are also 
aquamarine. So again, kind of that same milky, clear, white, grayish, tannish, beige-ish color. Aquamarine is a very powerful healing stone. So this is a time of healing. We are moving into the second lunar cycle of the lunar year. We are preparing for springtime. This will be what arrives next as we move into the next season of Aries or the next new moon in it'll be in Aries. It's an entirely different energy. It's the energy of fire. It's the energy of go-getting and taking action. And we can't take action on our goals, our dreams, our intentions, our desires if we don't feel well. If we're not happy and if we're sick, we're definitely not happy. So we need to focus on healing right now. And in fact, in Vedic astrology, this moon is in the star of a hundred healers. This is a strong, potent energy for you to heal on all levels. So if you're looking for a crystal that supports healing, you might want to look into using aquamarine in your life. Now you could also maybe put this in your bath water and soak with it or have it, you know, in your shower with you as you're cleansing, maybe have it in your pocket, hold it while you're meditating, have it in your creative spaces, have it where you're taking your medicine. I always put aquamarine in my medicine cabinet. And so any vitamins, any supplements, anything that I'm taking for medicinal purposes, I have aquamarine around it. Even things like my natural toothpaste and mouthwashes. I'm a pretty natural person. <laughs> I don't... Uh, buy a lot of things off the shelves. I make a lot of things. So I have my crystal energy there to enhance that healing. Now, I also encourage you to use turquoise, which is actually the turquoise color, right? That's what I'm wearing around my neck right now. I do have a couple of other stones here, this nice little turquoise sphere, and then I have this turquoise point here. So these are both the point, oh, there we go, the point I'm actually going to put to you. Anytime we have a pointed crystal, it enhances the energy. So if I point this point to you. I'm concentrating the turquoise energy to you, the healing energy. And then you can also find, um, you know, turquoise in a lot of different shapes, not just these shapes. And it's going to heal on all levels as well. It's a really potent stone for generational and ancestral healing. If you're looking to dive a little deeper into your healing journey, can I say the word healing and heal anymore? <laughs> Okay, I don't have it with me, but I also suggest that you might want to work with Ocean Jasper right now if you're dealing with anxiety. One of the things about this water energy with the new moon and with Pisces season is it's very watery as in energy and emotion, very fluid, and you're going to feel a lot of feelings right now. Sometimes when we feel a lot of feelings, we get very anxious. So Ocean Jasper, and any Jasper in that case, but Ocean Jasper, because Pisces is the sign of the cause ocean in addition to the sign of the cosmic fish ocean jasper can help calm your anxieties it can help you with sleep pisces is also known as the cosmic dreamer it's a place that helps you or sorry it's a stone that helps you move into that place of meditation and a more relaxed mind so if you need to calm your overwhelmed anxious mind get your hands on some ocean jasper 
Okay, moving on to our next earth element. Actually, I have a couple. We're going to be smudging tonight, and I'm using a conch shell going with that oceanic theme of Pisces. You can use a conch shell to catch your smudging ashes, or you can um, use any sort of, you know, thing that's not going to catch on fire. And I have a really pretty white sage smudging stick here that's also got rainbow roses on it. Now, I've used this a couple of times in our transmission, but not very many. And actually, one of the beautiful sisters that's on the transmission tonight gave this to me. I want to use this tonight because of all of the color. And also that this was beautifully handmade and handcrafted. And this is a time to focus on creativity and artistry. Pisces is sometimes known as the cosmic artist. They have all these feelings and they have to channel them some way and words don't quite cut it. They're not air. They're not good at really moving those vocal cords in a proper way. They cry more than anything else, lumping up their throat, but they have a really strong energy for moving things through artistically and creatively. So they can work with their hands. They can work with their inspirational muses. They can create music and poetry and like photography and beautiful like paintings and sketches and drawings and tattoos and I mean whatever it is it's going to be some form of artistry so you know this was invented in somebody's mind and made handcrafted and I just want to honor that artistic energy tonight with our new moon in Pisces so I'm going to combine this earth element with our second element and that is the element of fire so I'm going to start by just lighting this up and it might take a moment by the way, I do have a window open right now. Anytime you're smudging, you always want to have a window open for that smoke to go through to take any of the stagnant energy that you're trying to burn away. And I always like to watch the smoke, the fluidity of the smoke. So embrace that water energy of the smoke. Notice where it starts to travel. This one has got a lot of smoke coming off of it tonight, which means that we do need to purge and cleanse and detoxify. I have no doubt because my whole family was sick this week <laughs> with fevers. So makes sense that I need to smudge out. I'm actually going to smudge the whole house tomorrow. I spent today cleaning and yesterday cleaning. So I'm going to take this in a counterclockwise direction around me, around you, around the tech that we're using to release any energy that needs to go. I'm also going to notice where this smoke goes. It's actually traveling more out to the window, which is quite some distance away in this room. You can see that it's getting pulled over to that one side. It hasn't really gone to you or me. It's just kind of coming up and over. So we just need to smudge our space, smudge our connection, smudge our technology. And when do we not need to cleanse our technology, right? <laughs> we always need to do that. All right, so the smoke is already burning out, so I know that we are done cleansing. Now I'm going to add to this smudging tonight with a little bit of smudging spray. This is going to bring in our third element, the element of water really enhanced with this Pisces new moon tonight. This is just a smudging spray to clear the air, to clean the energy. This is a um, sage smudging spray, just a sage that's grown here locally and dried and tinctured and then charged and placed in a magical smudging concoction. I'm also going to enhance this just a little bit more with aromatherapy. 
By the way, if you cannot use fire and smudge and smoke to cleanse your spaces, you can simply use one of these smudging sprays. I talked about how to make one of these on one of our previous full moon or new moon transmissions. Now I can't remember which, but it was either the previous one or the one before that. If you want to go check that out on the replays on YouTube or my podcast or my website, wherever you find me. Um, you can also make setting sprays right now. So those are a little bit different. They're not made of smudging materials. They're made more of crystal infusions and essential oils and other magical, magical things. Tonight, I'm just going to invite in aromatherapy itself with several different essential oils. So usually I suggest maybe one or two oils to work with, but because we're in a lot of water energy right now and we're in a water season, I'm going to invite in four different oils that you might want to work with. I always like to start with a little bit of practical magic. By the way, I feel like I need to back up for just one moment. So I mentioned this white sage bundle that's got the roses on it. I always get my white sage from ethical, sustainable sources. It's not sourced disrespectfully on indigenous land. They're not coming from places where they shouldn't. And I know that the beautiful sister that gave this to me does the same where she sources her stuff. So you want to make sure when you're getting these smudging materials like white sage, like Palo Santo, that you're getting them from a um, an ethical source and an ecologically sustainable source. You know, all of these things are getting very trendy right now and very popular, and with that becomes a supply and demand, and with that becomes a lot of um, toxicity around the harvesting of these beautiful sacred materials. So we just want to make sure that we're sourcing them sacredly, we're using them sacredly, and we have proper intention when we're using them as well. Okay, let's move on to water energy. And I always like to do a little bit of practical magic, as I mentioned. So the first two oils I have are some of the easiest oils for you to find in whatever brand you choose. I do, speaking of toxicity, encourage you to buy oils that are pure, that are certified pure, that have their... Um, reports with them, their GCMS reports, so that you can see there are no impurities, that they, uh, the companies that make those oils are very transparent with that information, and also that they are sourcing those oils from sustainable places, that they're sourcing them in an ecological way, in an ethical way, in a legal way. Because again, essential oils and aromatherapy, very popular. I think it's a great thing. You know, we're bringing back all of these old ways that we used to use these more natural ways. But with that, again, becomes the slip, this, I can't talk tonight, sorry, comes the supply and demand. And so, you know, sometimes things are grown um, with chemicals, so they're not pure, or they're harvested unethically, or they break some sort of, um, sustainability law, so or environmental law. So we just want to make sure that we're getting things from a good place. My oils, for the most part, come from doTERRA. So the oils that I'm suggesting to you tonight, they're all doTERRA bottles. But you can get lavender and peppermint in a lot of different brands. These are the first two oils that I suggest you work with tonight. The first one being the lavender because it is the oil of relaxation. It's a very common oil used to help down-regulate your energy. If you need to connect more to that apana energy, if you have heightened prana and you need to ground, if you need to rest more, if you have insomnia, if you need to focus more on your meditation and your spiritual practices, or you're just trying to get a quick nap, 
have. Maybe you just breathe in a little bit of lavender or throw it in a diffuser or dilute it with a carrier oil and rub it on your spine or your feet or your hands. The feet, by the way, are root chakra. That's where we connect to rest and sleep and upon it energy. And I love lavender because it's also safe enough to use on littles and on babies as long as you're using it diluted and literally one drop with a whole lot of carrier oil. When you're using oils on littles, you want to be very cautious. Only use the ones that are safe and always, always dilute. In fact, until littles are a little bit older, I don't suggest that you use lavender, speaking of fevers, unless maybe your little has a fever or they're just not sleeping well, they're really struggling. Otherwise, maybe just throwing it in the diffuser because babies and littles up until the age of even like four to six, they're very sensitive. They're very very in tune, kind of like this Pisces energy. And sometimes just breathing it from the diffuser, like one drop in your full diffuser is enough to take effect. So if you need help or people in your family, friends need help with sleep, rest, grounding in, relaxing, soothing anxiety, down-regulating energy, try lavender. I'm also going to suggest the peppermint because it's great for unlocking any clogged up emotions. Okay. This is the oil of buoyancy. By the way, we don't want to use this one with littles. We don't use peppermint with babies or littles. I even take caution using it with my little guy who's almost four. In fact, I use like Japanese peppermint heavily diluted if I need to, or something a little bit more supportive. Um, peppermint, however, for adults and for non-littles is great not only to open up the respiratory system, to open up that throat, get rid of those lumps, help the emotions move through, but it unlocks things deep, deep down inside as well. It's going to rise everything up. We are in the season of Pisces. We are in the new moon of Pisces. This is the sign of the ocean. We want to think about bringing things up from the bottom, bringing things up to the surface, airing them out. So if you need to do that, I highly recommend peppermint. This is also a great oil for respiratory health, throat chakra health, and we are in a season when those things are challenged right now. By the way, if you live near Ohio or you're affected by the train derailment, you might want to be breathing in some more oils than normal, including things like peppermint, eucalyptus, lavender, citrus oils like lemon. You really want to make sure that you're supporting your respiratory system to detoxify right now as much as you can. And I'm sending so much love and healing and recovery and just all the positive vibrations I can to anybody that's out that way experiencing that because I cannot imagine it's got to be pretty awful. So we are going to send love to all those experiencing that right now. Okay, I've got two more oils for you. Speaking of dreams and relaxation and sleep and Pisces energy, vetiver is another great oil to use. Vetiver is the oil of dreams. It helps you to tune into your dreams more. Maybe you dream a lot, but you don't, or you dream vividly, but you don't remember well, or you don't connect 
to the actual meanings of the dreams. Or maybe you have true meanings in your dreams or things feel very real or very purposeful, but you have a hard time really believing it or connecting it into your reality. Maybe you suffer from a little bit of a nightmare or you're just not dreaming well. I suggest working with vetiver. Now, again, this one could go diluted on the bottoms of the feet. You could also throw it in your diffuser. If you are extremely diluting it, again, one drop or just like one drop in a full diffuser, this one can help with littles as well. Although I would uh, suggest maybe trying Roman chamomile first with littles over vetiver, but vetiver is a nice backup oil as well. And chamomile is really nice right now. You know, I have tea next to me right now. I have a green tea, a lemon ginger green tea for detox. Um, by the way, it's not like a detox tea. It's just literal like Chinese lemon ginger green tea um, just to support my my gut health and my stomach. Um, but chamomile tea can be really nice right now if you're struggling to sleep um, for adults and for olders, olders, <laughs> non-littles. Um, but Roman chamomile is an oil that's super gentle for littles and can be great in the diffuser or diluted as well. Okay, finally, clary sage, not for littles, not for pregnant people, but great if you're on your cycle right now, and many women bleed with the new moon, and many moons ago, traditionally, before we had technology, before we had artificial lighting, and women came together more in a village setting or a traditional community setting, nearly all women bled around the new moon. If you are bleeding during this new moon, you might want to use clary sage. You could put a drop in your bath. You could rub this diluted around the womb space or the low back area, especially if you're dealing with some cramps right now. But clary sage helps the uterus to contract. So it helps you to expel, get rid of what you need to and detoxify and release. That's also why you don't use it if you're pregnant and you certainly don't use it with littles. It's just too strong for that. Now, menstruation aside, another great use for clary sage is mental clarity. Pisces is the sign of the dreamer, the artist, the creative. They have a endless imagination. And sometimes it's hard to focus that energy in to the details to really make all of that come into reality. So Clary Sage can give, can give you clarity. It can give you insight. It can help you get serious about the details of your actual dreams that you want to bring into this life. And Clary Sage is really good for just relaxing the mind opening the third eye, helping you to find more of that rest, that delta brainwave state, just getting into a deeper state of less distraction. I like to diffuse clary sage in my meditation spaces and my yoga spaces, by the way. Okay, so moving on to our final element, and that's going to be the ether. So I already mentioned that. By the way, the smoke that came off of our smudge, that was our wind or air. The fifth element is the ether. It's the digital space. And I already mentioned this. It moves beyond physical space and time. No matter when you tune into this transmission, you're still going to take in the energy of it. And in fact, the more people that tune in, the more the energy is enhanced over time. So this is why I like to work with the ether and why I use the space to connect for my moon circles, because there's a lot of potential for expansion there with the energy. So with that, with all of these elements coming into our circle, I want to take a few deep breaths. I want to invite in the guides and guardians 
of these five elements, making our circle stronger and more protected tonight. You can simply tune in and listen, breathe deeply and relax. I'll start by inviting in the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air, fresh breaths of a new moon and new beginnings helping to encourage us to move through the winds of change if we need to shift and redirect our energy, and also listening to the whispers of the wind, of the cosmic wind and in our inner ear, the ancestors that whisper to us, our guides and guardians that whisper to us, our angels and our protectors that whisper to us. We thank the guides and guardians of the East and their element of air for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire and energy of transformation, helping to ignite our heart's desires right now, helping us to really get serious about making our dreams come true and making our dream life come true, a life that we truly, deeply love. We invite in the fires of our heart to spark a catalyst for change or momentum to move towards this new reality and new version of ourself. And we thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with the element of water moving so strongly now with this Pisces season, this Pisces new moon. Also, Venus and Pisces quickly aligning before Venus moved into Aries tonight. So much of that watery energy is flowing around us, encouraging us to sink into where the current goes, to trust in the flow, to find the present moment of time, of the here and now, instead of dwelling on the past or being anxious of the future. We thank the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North, the element of Earth, all of this earthly magic that we brought into our circle already, the crystals, the smudging materials, the essential oils. We also thank our ancestors, another part of Earth energy, guiding us to prepare a better earth for our next generations and our bloodline to come. We thank the guides and guardians of the North with their element of earth for being in our circle tonight. And finally, we invite in the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, the spirit realm, the Akash, all that ever was and all that ever will be, all of our protectors, our cosmic beings and races, our archangels, our angels, anything else that needs to be here, source energy. We invite it in and we thank the guides and guardians of the ether for being in our circle tonight. With that, our circle is guided and protected and open even more. I want to dive into talking a little bit more about Pisces season. Pisces, I mentioned it's the sign of the cosmic fish. It's usually depicted as two looping fish, one swimming down, one swimming up. This is the symbol of 
the ups and downs of life, the flux and flow of energy, the highs and lows of our emotions. All of this is felt underneath Pisces energy. It's about balance, right? We can't experience happiness if we've never felt sadness. We can't experience prosperity if we've never experienced loss and lack. We cannot experience love if we've never experienced negativity and hate. Life is a duality. It's never going to be perfect. It will sometimes be balanced, but most of the time will be a constant toggle between the highs and the lows, right? So Pisces is an energy that feels strongly. Sometimes they feel really high, they're vibrating high, they're super happy, they're super in love, everything is fantastic, everything is awesome. Other times they're very sad, they're very depressed, nothing is working out, everything is going wrong, nothing's ever going to be okay. And then occasionally they're just mellow as can be. (laughs) And that's not a wrap on Pisces people either, it's just Pisces energy, that's the way it is. And part of this is because of nature. Now, when we talk about astrology and we refer to the zodiac, the zodiac is based off of nature. It's based off of the balance between light and dark, between sun and moon. And so right now, Pisces season lands right between winter and spring. Springtime arrives in Aries season. That's the next zodiac season. But right now, we're in Pisces. And we experience this with weather, right? Like sometimes it's super nice this past week. Most of the week, it's been really nice and sunny here, very spring-like. I even noticed yesterday there's some green grass trying to pop up out of the ground right now. But, you know, don't be fooled. We're in full spring because sure enough, winter is going to blast us. Not even a week ago, we had crazy winter ice and snow and whatever. So... This is a tug of war with nature, and then internally in our own natural bodies, we feel a tug of war between that light and that dark, between spring, moving towards what's growing, moving towards, you know, what we want to plant and nurture, our goals, our dreams, our intentions, you know, more lightness, more positivity, the sun coming out, and then other times we're pulled towards our winter, towards our darkness, towards our stillness, towards times of nothingness towards times of redirection or starting over and that constant tug of war can get really exhausting (laughs) okay so pisces is also known as the cosmic dreamer and they're related to an energy where the veil is thin so you know they feel all of these emotions the spectrum of feeling and that is exhausting But also, there's a lot of feelings that they feel that we can't even put words into yet. We haven't described yet. So many times they channel it through their daydreams, through their imaginations, through their artistry. But other times they simply have to sleep on it all and simply process it and digest it and move it through. So this new moon and this season of Pisces, and we are in this season of weird like end of winter, you might feel more tired than normal, especially under a new moon in Pisces. But you're going to feel a little bit more lethargic, a little bit less motivated, probably until the full moon coming up in a couple of weeks around March 7th. 
during this time, your energy will wax and continue to increase or your motivation might increase baby steps at a time. But overall, you might feel the need to slow down and rest a little bit right now. You might want to meditate more, meditate on your dreams, meditate on the steps that it takes to get there, you know, think on things, meditate on things before you make big decisions. This is a time to slow down and let yourself be in a good state where you can move your energy in a proper way, where you can direct your energy and focus more in a way that's more supportive of, you know, where your heart really wants to go. So sleep, rest, get downtime, meditate, do what you need to do to try to calm your mind right now and calm your energy. And you're probably going to feel a lot better if you do. If your energy has been feeling imbalanced, you definitely want to take rest. If you've been sick like my household, you definitely want to be getting a lot of sleep. You know, my toddler, he's never been sick. Never. He turns four in two months. He's never been sick. He's never been vaxxed. He's never been shot up with a needle. I have no problem saying that to the public and out loud. I'm proud of that. Um, Meanwhile, I was quite the opposite as a child. I had many needles in me and many antibiotics and constant vaccines and constant flu shots. And I was a very sickly person. And I don't think I healed, you know, coming up with this theme of healing with this moon. I don't think I really started to heal until my late 20s, early 30s. And now I'm going to be 40 this year. So it's taken me quite some time to detoxify and, and reroute my health and my gut health around all of that. But my kiddo's never been sick. Now he went to a birthday party at a big public like place where there's a lot of kids. And uh, within like three, four days, he was um, not feeling so good. He developed a pretty strong fever. Now my husband developed a fever like right away. I was fine. But um, <clears throat> yeah, with that, uh, my little guy, you know, he had to ride out this fever for the very for for the very first time, and you know that was quite the experience for him. And he needed a lot of sleep. You know, intuitively, he just slept a lot. He actually didn't act like he was sick. Otherwise, he just had a lot of sleep and he had a strong fever, and eventually it broke. So sometimes we need rest and. Uh, sleep for healing, for actual physical healing of dis-ease or illness. But other times we need to rest and, you know, have downtime to get rid of the sicknesses of our mind, the um, limitations, the negative self-talk, the personal glass ceilings that we develop, all that stuff that goes on in our anxious mind that's attached to the past that isn't relative anymore that's the kind of stuff that can throw us off and we need to rest and kind of calm all that down sometimes. So wherever you're feeling off balance, if it's physically, if it's mentally, emotionally, energetically, if you're feeling imbalanced, this is a good time to find more stillness and rest. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, on the contrary, one, one fish swimming down, one fish swimming up, right? If you're feeling a little stuck right now, if you've been sleeping too much, if you've been lounging around too much, if you are depressed or on the verge of depression, if you are in lower frequencies, if you're really having a struggle to motivate yourself, you've got to find a way to move the energy, to unblock whatever it is that's stopping your energy from flowing all the way through your body. So Pisces is sometimes known as the cosmic creative or the cosmic artist. This is a time to embrace artistry. 
Maybe you are not an artist, so you put on music that you like and you get up and you dance to it. Maybe you appreciate art even though you're not an artist and you get up and just take yourself to a local gallery or museum or someplace where there's some sort of art on presentation. Maybe it's a local coffee shop where artists hang their local art for purchase and you can just go to that coffee shop and have a coffee and relax there. It's the movement, the getting up, the getting dressed, the going out in public, those sorts of things can really help you bust out of your depression. Even just getting out in some of the sunlight, even though it's not super strong in winter, but getting out in that sunlight, getting out in public, that makes a difference. You might also feel the need to <clears throat> take an art a different way. Like maybe you actually want to create art, even though you're not an artist. So you bust out a coloring book or one of those scratch-off books, or maybe you just bust out a piece of paper and a pencil and you start sketching away. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's really for you to just feel things. So I teach this yoga and art class. And in fact, I'm thinking I need to put that on the calendar for Pisces season. But it's a time when I have them begin by simply moving their... Um, well, they pick colors that match their emotions, feelings, and energy, and then they move their brushes or their pens or paints or markers or whatever it is in a way that their energy feels, and then they try to depict their emotion through different shapes and patterns. You know, it's not like they walk in thinking, I'm going to paint a picture of a kitty cat, <laughs> and they walk out with a kitty cat. It's like they walk in saying, I'm going to create art tonight with no structure, no boundary, no intention, no expectation. And then out of that, they channel their feelings through the artistic process, through the creative process, and they come out with some sort of piece of art at the end that is a representation of their feelings and their emotion. It actually gets it out into visual form, and they can go, oh, that's how I was feeling. And even though they might feel differently, even just about the art itself, it still moved those feelings that were stuck through in the process. So you can do the same. You can simply say, what colors do my feelings feel like right now? And get those colors into your life. And you could do this graphically online, like in Canva or something like that. You could say, okay, if I was going to do brush strokes or, you know, if I was the sort of medium with my feelings right now, am I a pencil? Am I a paintbrush? Am I a marker? Go from there. It can be really interesting the way you get creative with the different mediums and the way that you work with that to express your emotion, to express your feelings. So invite an art into your life. Create it in any way, whether it's creating something on an actual medium or maybe just moving your body, but embrace that artistic element right now because it does help you express things that maybe words don't quite fit for. Okay. Finally, let's talk a little bit about that healing aspect, but we're going to journey over to the eastern side of the world as we do that. I'm going to pause and get a quick drink. If you have anything that's coming through right now, any questions, any comments, anything that you want to say about you know, Pisces energy, feel free to put that in there now. I have got the itchiest eye. So even though I was pretty well and healthy throughout this week, one thing that happened a week ago, so a week ago today, last Monday, my eyes were all swollen. My eyelids and my eyes get really swollen when I have 
like immune response. And so I think with my husband being sick and my kids starting to get sick, my immune system kicked in and it responded with like swollen eyes. So I'm still kind of dry. I've got like dry, itchy skin there. And so that's why I'm itching around my eyes and my nose because it was all around my eyes and my sinuses. Fun times. Just thankful it's not happening right now in this transmission. So I'm drinking a little aloe juice right now. By the way, if you're local, I got this at Nature's Corner, and it's the aloe exposed. This is the aloe vera and honey. It weirdly tastes like grape, but also tastes really good. But if you struggle to drink aloe or aloe vera juice on its own, or you don't want to eat the aloe vera pulp on its own, if you have like texture stuff, it actually doesn't bother me, but... This is a good alternative and it tastes really good, but I just like the drink. I just wanted to try it because I am drinking aloe right now and taking aloe daily as a process of healing. So let me invite that into our new moon circle tonight with this aquamarine and everything else that we got going on, our guides and guardians. It's like great water with pulpy little liquids in it good though okay so alice said she is a pisces it's actually her birthday oh happy birthday alice happy birthday um she's been feeling all of that she's sick here too so we've been resting healing yeah and you're probably purging sister because this is an this is a moon of purging and making space for everything that we're ready to get rid of right like think about when we get ready to plant our gardens if you plant a garden or even if you don't you know that at the end of the winter at the beginning of spring you don't just go out and drop the seeds in the ground you've got to clear away the weeds you've got to dig up the dirt you've got to clear things out that were stagnant you You've got to re-fertilize. You have to reset. And so sometimes during the season of Pisces, when we are down more, when it's darker, when it's colder, when we're inside more, we also have to kind of detoxify and purge. By the way, I just want to mention this really quick. We're talking about energy a lot tonight. You know, despite if you've been great with your energy, if you're sticking to your practices and you're you know, in your habits and you're working on your dreams and intentions and you're finding success and all is going well with you, I hate to break it to you, about 90 to 95% of the rest of the world has fallen off their New Year's resolutions and even their Lunar New Year's, you know, intentions. And many of them are pretty sad about it. They're shaming themselves for it. They're embarrassed. They're disappointed. All of that energy on the collective is contagious. And especially now that we're in Pisces season, which is extremely sensitive, extremely empathetic and sympathetic, we're going to feel those vibes from everyone else around us. And we probably know somebody that's fallen off track. We probably know multiple people that have fallen off track. And we're going to feel that energy taking over. So if you're feeling sick, if you're feeling off, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling a lack of motivation, it might just be collective energy that you're taking on. So make sure that you're purifying, make sure that you're honoring your health, that you're drinking plenty of water to flush things out right now. Maybe listen to some sound healing, maybe, you know, throw an essential oil or two in the bath, (laughs) some Epsom salts in the bath to decompress, smudge your spaces, but do everything you can to purify right now and really keep your health aligned. Okay, let's journey over to the eastern side of the world. Let's talk about Vedic astrology. In Vedic astrology, this moon is in Shadabisha Nakshatra. 
Shatabisha Nakshatra. This is known as the Veiling Star or the Star of 100 Healers. And this is a star that promotes us healing for good. So if you tuned into my previous moon transmission, the full moon in Leo, that virtual Leo full moon circle, the moon was in Ashlesha Nakshatra, which is the star of the Kundalini snake, the medicine. So in the past two weeks, we should have been taking our medicine, whatever that was. Maybe it was actual medicine, like my Chinese medicine doctor saying drink aloe vera right now or green tea, or maybe it's your medicine like reading a certain personal development book. I've been feeling the call to read Mother Hunger And so I'm reading that to help heal my mother wounds right now. I also felt the call to vocalize and actually unlock my throat chakra and really vocalize some frustrations that I had gone through with my India trip five and a half years ago. And I felt like finally vocalizing that was providing a lot of, excuse me, a lot of healing to me. So there's a lot of different ways that you can heal right now, but This Shatabisha Nakshatra says it's time to really do it. It's time to heal for good so that you don't have all of this stuff sticking around, making you unwell in different levels, in different ways, as you try to move forward and make your dreams a reality, as you try to become a better version of yourself. A better version of yourself is never sick. A better version of yourself is never less than, right? A better version of yourself is always growing, always getting healthier, always improving, always becoming more positive. Uh, Carissa said, what is Mother Hunger? Uh, Mother Hunger is a beautiful book by Kelly McDaniel. It's a Hay House book if you want to look that up. But Mother Hunger is about healing the mother wound. So the bottom of it says how adult daughters can understand and heal from lost nurturance, protection, and guidance. It's really good. I have a strong mother wound. My mother is still alive. Speaking of that water womb connection, sacral chakra, my mother is still alive. She lives in my hometown. I haven't spoken to her in almost two decades. Yeah. And even then, it wasn't good. It's been pretty toxic my whole life. It was narcissistic from her, uh, abusive. Um, my mom had addiction issues. She suffered from sexual assault as a child. She doesn't know that I know that, but I know that. I know that it affected her as an adult. I've had a lot of healing come, but I haven't healed completely. And I've just been feeling a lot of, well, I'll just put it out there. I've been struggling with fertility over this past year and a half, really these past two years since I had my son. A year later, I got pregnant. I had a loss at 12 weeks. Since that loss, I have really struggled to secure a pregnancy. This past year alone in 2022, I've been pregnant six times, always losing it between four and six weeks. So I know that there is something going on with my mother wound and I have got to heal it. <laughs> so I'm healing it because Shadabisha Nakshatra says it's time to heal for good. Ashlesha Nakshatra told me two weeks ago it was time to read Mother Hunger and Heal the Mother Wound. So very good book for anybody that struggles with wounds with their mother. I highly suggest it. Uh The vocal energy moving through burps. I thought that too. I was like, oh yeah, the vocal energy is definitely clearing out with a little burp there. All right. Let's return to healing. The star of a hundred healers is also known as the veiling star. 
Why? Because we start to have things unveil during this moon. This is a time when you might have things come up about your health that you didn't realize before. This can be physical health. This can be emotional health. This can be mental health. Maybe you finally get some sort of diagnosis. Maybe you have something of concern come up. Maybe you have an aha moment or an insight or a gained wisdom. Maybe you gain help in your life from another healer or somebody else that can support you. But this is a time when things can start to come out from the veil, that they can actually reveal themselves in this darkness. A lot of things can come through if we slow down and just tune in. Now, the other thing that's interesting about this particular moon on the eastern side of the world is it celebrates Mahashivaratri. It's actually the day right before the new moon. So when we get into that very, very waning sliver of a crescent moon, the last little light of the moon, one to two days before the expression of the new moon, that's the celebration of Mahashivaratri. This is a time of celebrating Lord Shiva in Hinduism, and Lord Shiva is the god of destruction. Now, there's a lot of different stories, but one of them is about the story of the Tandava, or the dance of destruction that Lord Shiva moves through as he's trying to make change. Now, quite the opposite of that, his consummate, his opposite, his polar opposite, his balance of energy is this yogini that moves into female form and sits in stillness and meditates on the top of the Himalaya mountain. So we have this very masculine, very fiery, very destructive, very spontaneous, sporadic, erratic energy. And then we have this very still, calm, contained, leveled out, grounded energy. Can you see how Eastern astrology, by the way, especially if you attend my transmissions for some time, but even now, can you see how Vedic astrology on the Eastern side of the world is so similar to Western astrology? We have those ups and downs here, just like the polar opposites of the fish, the polar opposite of Shiva Shakti, Shiva Shakti, Shiva Shakti, right? Male, female, destruction, construction. So there's another story of Shiva and Shakti, and Shakti this time, the form of the feminine, the form of the feminine goddess, comes down in the form of Ganga. So this is the form of water energy, right? But when she first comes down as Ganga, she comes down as a very destructive river, a lot of rain, a lot of forceful water, kind of going all over the earth and destroying. Now, this can also be related to the story of Kali, birthed out of Durga, coming to, you know, clear away all the demons of the earth, including the two-headed demon that none of the gods can destroy. But in the story of the Ganges or Ganga, she's coming down as Ganga, the river, the rain. She's going everywhere. She's flooding everything. And then Lord Shiva sees the destruction and comes into the other form where he lays himself down. He finds more stillness. He doesn't turn into female form, but his hair, his dreaded hair and his hair and his locks of hair go out to form containment around Ganga's flow of water or energy or emotion. And through that, we have the riverbeds and the different streams and tributaries of the Ganges River that's in India today. 
Now, going back to that story of Kali, destructive Kali going around, killing all the demons, but killing everything else in the process. In that story, Lord Shiva lays down in front of her. And as she's going through her destructive, tornadic rage, all of a sudden she comes upon her lover and she realizes, oh my gosh, I need to stop or I'm going to hurt my lover, my polar opposite, my consummate. And she comes out of her rage and comes out of her Kali form and turns into the goddess and, and Shiva's lover. So the stories are the same, right? Different stories, different mythological stories, same message that many times we have this destructive energy. It's within us, right? It's our behaviors, it's our programming, it's our mindset. It might be things in our you know, internal bloodline that we inherited in the womb while we were developing. It might be things in our generational bloodline, karma that we've inherited seed to seed, bloodline to bloodline, root to root. But we also have all of this stuff within us that we're also a little bit responsible for, okay? And we're dealing with all of that destruction and all of that emotion, all of that turmoil. And sometimes we need to take action with it and kind of contain it or be a little bit more masculine about it, not so passive, not just, oh, I'm gonna wallow in my sorrows or I'm just gonna let it all move through all the time and always be emotionally anxious and overwhelmed. No, sometimes we actually have to do work and heal. So this moon is inviting us to find our consort, to find our support, to find the opposite of what we are now to get what we need or what we desire to achieve. We need to be finding help. We need to be finding you know, whatever it is. And, and it doesn't have to be a person, right? It can be information on the internet. It can be you calling on your angels and your spirit guides. But the answers will come if you will ask for the help. So if you are in a state of sickness, if you are in a state of dis-ease, if you are emotionally wounded, if you are working on family wounds that you no longer want to fester within you and your bloodline, it's time to get the help you need in order to find that new version of your life and of yourself. Okay, one more quick little story. This moon is also ruled in Vedic astrology by Varuna. Varuna is the god of the sea. Here is this Pisces energy again. Also the god of mystery. Think about the ocean, okay? The ocean's depths have been unexplored. We do not know what all is in the ocean. We do not know what's on the bottom of the ocean floor completely. Coming back to this concept of healing, and the path of healing, and the discovery of healing, and the journey of it all. It's a constant journey in this life. Pisces or not, you will always go through a journey of healing in your life. It's flux and flow. It's balance, right? So this is a time to embrace it. Embrace whatever you're going through or whatever you have gone through. Trust that there is always wisdom on the other side, but also know that you're never going to be perfect and not everything is ever going to heal. You're not ever going to have all of the answers, okay? You might heal some aspects of your psyche and your inner parts, but other parts maybe not. You might heal a sickness that you've been working on for a long time and something else shows up. This duality of life is always challenging us so that we can work on ourselves and take that action and find that balance and come back into the in-between. 
There's not much else I want to say about the eastern side of the world. I want to bring it back over to the west. I'm going to check my notes really quick. But basically, we're boiling down to doing what you need to do. Take your medicine, right? Heal and get help to heal. Get creative or emotionally expressive to unblock things. And if you're too much down into the apana, find some of that life force energy and inspiration and breathe more prana into your life. There's also a need for more love energy right now. So I mentioned in my notes here that you might experience a lot of actual physical water in your body right now with this Pisces season and with this new moon. You might be experiencing tears. That's usually the number one water, right? But maybe also sweat. Maybe you need to detoxify. Maybe you need to work out and move your body if you've been stagnant. Maybe you just need to dance until you sweat it out. Maybe you have a fever that needs to break until you sweat. There's a lot of sweat and detoxification that can happen right now. There's also the focus on the bodily fluids of blood and lymph, making sure that your blood is healthy, making sure that your lymphatic system is moving in a proper, healthy, free way, supporting your immune system, supporting your health. And then finally, there's the focus of sexual fluids. So all of the sadness and stagnancy aside, there is the opposite of that, right? The duality. And because Pisces energy is so sensitive, we always think sensitive is in sad or sensitive is in emotional, but sensitive is in touch sensitive. There's also erratic, erotic sensitivity. Not erratic. Well, it could be. You might be sensitive on your ears, why some people aren't. Other people are sensitive at the tips of their toes. Other people aren't. Some people are really sensitive in their glute spaces. Some people aren't, right? It is erratic. Erratic, erotic sensitivity. I think I'm going to label that. <laughs> I need to write that down. But you're going to experience that possibly underneath this moon. You might be really turned on and driven because another label for Pisces is cosmic Cupid. We're arriving just at the end of Valentine's Day, right? This is a time when heart energy is expanded. Heart energy is enhanced. And because of all these feelings of Pisces season, usually the heart is enhanced most of all. And love feelings are enhanced as well. So this is a time to get a little sexual if you're feeling the mood, but also just to enhance your love energy as well. You can get turned on for your dreams. You can get turned on for life. You can get turned on to your spiritual practices. You can get turned on to more self-care and self-pleasure. There's a lot of options there for you. You can get turned on to healing. Turned on to uh, what is spirit junkie is what Gabby Bernstein calls it, right? turned on to that spirit side. But wherever you're feeling this energy of sensitivity, you know, make sure that you're going there, that you're feeling it, that you're processing it, that you're not stuffing it down and bottling it up inside. It's not going to serve you when you do that. So I actually want to, that segues into the thing that I wanted to talk about, and then we'll do a breathwork practice. I actually heard this, I think today or yesterday, I can't remember. What is time? By the way, water is a representation of time as well. We're in this water energy. So if you could have a million dollars today, 
or let's just make it easy because it's nighttime right now, right? If you could have a million dollars tomorrow, so on Tuesday, on February 21st, if you could wake up to having a million dollars, would you be happy? Would you have any worries? Would you be feeling good? How would you feel if you woke up tomorrow and you had a million dollars? Now, let's bump that up. Let's raise the bar. Let's say that you woke up tomorrow and you had $10 million. How would you feel? Would you have any worries? Would you be sad? Would you be low frequency if you had $10 million tomorrow when you woke up? Thank you, Carissa, for being here tonight. Feel free to catch the replay. Yes, time to heal, Alice. Time to heal. So most people are probably saying they'd feel pretty good, right? Now, what if in order to have that $10 million tomorrow, you couldn't wake up on Wednesday? You only had that $10 million for 24 hours. Does it still have the same effect? Does it still have the same potency? This isn't a lesson about money and its worthiness and value and all that, but think about it. What's more valuable? Your life and the extension of it into an unknown foreseeable future or $10 million in 24 hours? It really puts a perspective on the things that you can love in life right? Now there's always a polar opposite, right? Most of us, most of us, no judgment, myself included, most of us probably say we take life, the extension, right? The unknown final due date. We don't have to know that, but we take that life, right? Well, somebody I know said I would take the $10 million because I think about everybody that it could help in my life. They were feeling very sacrificial. They wanted to be the martyr. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I want to point that out because Pisces energy and Pisces season can really be overwhelming. It can really take a toll on you. It is the time of peak sadness, sad season, seasonal affective disorder. It is a time when many people are low They're experiencing, speaking of water, water is also related to money because it flows. Money flows one place to another, one form to another, especially now with digital currency. Money right now could be affecting uh, mood because a lot of people are feeling the aftermath of their holiday spending. But yeah, think about that. Think about the value of your life. But also think about the sensitivity of that. If you value life, then you value other people's lives. And it's hard not to get caught up in that. It's hard not to be overwhelmed with other people's problems or feel like you want to save everyone or feel like you want to help everyone else heal. But I promise you, if you just focus on yourself most of all, that's not meaning to be selfish, 
Please be a philanthropist. Please give of your time, your money, your energy, your goods, anything that you can give when you can to those that are less fortunate than you. But when it comes to constantly empathizing and sympathizing, it can become so overwhelming that you devalue your own life. That you'd rather save all these other people instead of yourself. You've got to put on your mask first, your oxygen mask first, right? So tread lightly through this moon in this season. Be sensitive to others, but also set boundaries around your energy. Be protective. Let yourself be in a space of pleasure and joy above all else. Pisces energy feels all over the spectrum, but ultimately, just like anybody, they want to feel good. So prioritize people, places, and things that help you feel pleasure and joy. And create a life that's not just of your dreams. The utopian society isn't just in your dreams, it's in your reality. And you do that by working on yourself, healing yourself, working on yourself, raising your vibration, and then it just carries out naturally. It's not force. You don't even have to try. I know we are coming up on our hour. I want to finish with these breathwork practices and then our tarot reading, and then we will wrap things up for good. Usually these moon circles take about 90 minutes. I like to talk. I'm an air sign. Speaking of Libra, Libra, Libra sun over here. And uh, I like to talk. <laughs> so I want to give you three breathwork practices. These are pranayama practices, and prana is the life force energy and the manipulation of it when we practice pranayama. So we want to be careful if you're feeling lightheaded, dizzy, off in any way, sick, if you're pregnant, if you're feeling off, don't do it. Don't do it, especially the first one. But if anything makes you feel off, just return to a breath that supports you. The first breath, you're going to find more apana energy. We did this at the beginning of the transmission. So we've already done it. Take a deep breath in. Really sink into your exhale. <sighs> Maybe sink into the bottom of your breath for a moment. Savor it. Simmer in it. Now this time let your exhale get longer and deeper than your inhale. Deep breath in. Deeper, longer breath out. <sighs> By the way, when you open your mouth, you breathe through your mouth, you open up your whole channel throughout your spine. Your spine is connected to your root chakra, which is that grounding apana energy. It's where it's embodied in your energy body. Let's do that one more time. Deep breath in. Longer, slower, deeper breath out. Sinking down. Just return to normal breathing. If you do that enough, it will feel like you are slowing down time. You slow down your energy. You turn on that parasympathetic nervous system response. Rest, digest, reproduce. You find yourself in a more relaxed state. Most of us need this when we're feeling anxious, overwhelmed, over-emotional. We need some good deep breaths to soothe ourselves down. It's a soothing breath. Let's go to the opposite of that. Let's go to an energizing breath, an upregulating breath, a breath that cultivates and increases prana. Now remember that prana is at the top of the inhale. 
So we want to make our inhales longer than our exhales. And we're only going to do this five rounds. And if you feel off in any way in those five rounds, just stop right away because you don't want to continue it. You want to make sure that you're always doing breath work that supports you. And prana is intense. Think about the full moon making us crazy, right? We're going to bring that in now just for a moment. Deep breath in longer than your exhale. Deep breath in. Exhale. Deep breath in. Shorter exhale. Deep breath in. Shorter exhale. Deep breath in if you can. Shorter exhale. Maybe one more. Exhale. Return to normal breathing. Let it go. So you might get a little dizzy. You might feel yourself in your head. You might get a little overwhelmed. You might run out of breath. This is an example of prana, that life force energy. We can't have too much of either, right? Too much of prana, we don't have enough breath to breathe back in. Too much energy, or too much, we don't have enough energy to breathe back in. Too much prana, and we don't have enough energy to relax and breathe back out. Now, however, if you're stagnant, if you're depressed, if you're feeling low, if you need to move, start with a, maybe two to three breaths of that prana enforcing breath work. Now let's go to somewhere in the middle. Let's keep our breath equal between inhale and exhale. Let's just start that now. You can count it to yourself or sense it. Equal inhales and exhales. And then as you breathe equally, can you also feel those spaces in between? The stillness just before you breathe in. The stillness just before you breathe out. The stillness before you breathe in again. And so on. As you balance your inhales and exhales, can you make that space in between just as long? So it's like a four-part breath. Where you inhale, you hold just as equally, you exhale just as equally, you hold just as equally, you repeat the pattern. Do it for a few more rounds. If it feels comfortable for you, notice how you feel. When you're ready, just return to normal breathing. So when we breathe in that way, we slow down time and we find the present. Upon a breath work, down regulating breath work, exhales longer than inhales, helps you rest, really down regulates, brings you down to the ground, grounds you into the earth's core. Prana breath work, upregulating breath work, inhales longer than exhales, energizes you, enhances your energy, helps to bring you up into your mind and your upper chakras. This other breath, four part breathing, brings you into the present. The spaces in between prana and apana, between inhale and exhale, where time stands still. New moons are always a time of rest, 
They're a time of stillness. They're a time of dreaming and sleeping and taking care of ourselves so that we're ready to move forward towards our dreams when the moon starts to wax and ignite again on day three or four of the lunar cycle. So for now, take time to savor yourself in the present, in the stillness, in the non-doing, so that you can get motivated to truly focus your energy and work on your dreams when you are ready to move forward in a few days. I would like us to finish with a tarot reading. I already pulled the cards earlier today. I've already written about them on my website. You can go there, venalinae.com. That's where you find all of the things I've written about the moon and astrology and the tarot or other cards I've pulled. You can also go to um, YouTube or social media and you can find stuff there too. So I want to start with our just prayer welcoming in the cards. Thanking the cards for being in our circle tonight, giving us an alternative message, another way of hearing the things that we need to hear. We trust in what comes through, for we know that the cards do not lie. And we thank the tarot for being in our circle tonight. So I'm going to start with our present card, or sorry, our past card. Nine of Swords. Nine is a number of rebirth. Think nine months in the womb, talking about womb energy, water energy, sacral chakra. And this is about grounding in to a new version of ourself and also using the swords to cut ties with old versions of ourself that no longer serve. Remember, this is our past card. So we have to think about rebirthing from our past, severing from our past you know, reprogramming. This means cutting ties with people, places, and things that don't support your dreams and don't support your next evolution. I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but new moons are always a time of new beginnings. So if you need to make change, do it now. Make the change gently. Remember, Pisces is a sensitive sign. It's a delicate sign. It's a loving sign. You can always make change gently. You can always cut ties and move on with grace and peace. So embrace that process as you do what you need to do to become the next version of your evolution. Our next two cards are reversed. For the present card, we have the reverse Knight of Pentacles. Anytime we have the Knight, we're going to war, we're going to battle, we're feeling challenged. Anytime we have the Pentacles, it's around money, finance, success, prosperity, maybe luck and fortune. So when we have the Knight of Pentacles reversed, we might be going to work or going to battle or, you know, doing a lot, taking a lot of action for not a lot of return. So I want you to think about the ventures that you're on right now and ask yourself if you want to keep working towards those. If you see the total, you know, in picture as something that's really going to support you, it doesn't have to be with money, by the way, it can be with your health. It can be with, you know, more friends and more networking. It can be a lot of different things. But think about how you're working towards things right now or what you're going to battle on or what you're working through and ask yourself if that's really something you want to continue to do. Now, the knight typically sees victory, so you will probably see victory, but just ask yourself if the win is truly worth it, if the win is and the reward is worth it. 
Anytime you have the Knight of Pentacles reversed, you're also being asked to ground into your finances, into your abundance, into your dreams that will create that abundance and into your joy or a life that has more joy, which is abundance and prosperity too. So this new moon in Pisces, the sign of the dreamer is also about daydreaming. It's our you know, dream life, what we envision for ourselves, who we want to become, what we want to see with our life, what we want to see unfold. Me and one of my besties were sharing our dreams with each other yesterday so that we could hold space for each other. And these were like really detailed dreams that we hadn't specifically like gotten detailed on with each other. And it was really exciting to share that and have that support circle. So, you know, it's time to ground in. It's time to not just say, oh, I'd like a better life or I'd like to be healthier. Or, I'd like to be happier. It's time to get down to the nitty gritty. How would you like to be healthier? For me, I'd like to not have this parasite issue that I'm going on, right? For, um, you know, happiness. I don't want to just be happy. I just, I want to feel emotionally stable all the time and not be anxious and overwhelmed and not let my past haunt me, right? I don't just want to be prosperous or um, financially abundant. I want to be able to have all the things that I want without taking away the distraction from what's important, right? So we have to get down to the nitty gritty of our dreams. We have to really make them specific and think about exactly what we want. But the Knight of Pentacles comes in right now to say, this is the work that you need to do. This is where you need to go to battle. Go to battle with your open-ended imagination and harness it. Notice the horse on the card. Harness things down into your reality where you can focus and take one path or a strong path towards really making this your desired reality. Finally, we have for our future card, the inverted high priestess. Notice the number two, duality, highs and lows, ups and downs, sun and moon. This is Pisces season. This is what we're going to navigate over the next four weeks. So the high priestess says, hey, it's time to ground in to your spiritual practices as well. Not only the faith in your dreams and the work towards your dreams of abundance of financial stability and financial support, but ground into your spiritual support. Get your guides around you. Get your protectors. Call on your angels. Say your prayers. Do your mantras. Do your practices. Do whatever you need to do. Get in tune with the moon. <laughs> right? There's a little moon on the card there. This priestess, she is reading from a book and she is eating from a pomegranate. She is enjoying the fruits of life while taking in the knowledge of life and sharing it with others. This is a time for you to go where you feel called when it comes to your spirituality, but make sure that it's grounding you into being a more stable person. And then it's also something that enhances your own inner truths and inner wisdom. This is also a card showing up to say, hey, make sure that you're enhancing your spiritual gifts, your psychic gifts, your intuition right now, because you're going to be challenged. Again, this is coming after reverse Knight of Pentacles, but you're going to be challenged likely with your beliefs, with your truths, with who you actually are. So make sure you're really grounded into that and you don't feel like you're going to be 
moved or tempted by someone elsewhere. This particular card also indicates that you might have some sort of piece of information unveiled to you that creates a falsity around a truth that you previously knew. Or you get a piece of information or somebody says something, um, a person that you trust says something that turns you off from them or somebody that you trust or have trusted for a long time or had a really strong relationship with, they might speak something that you find out is not truth anymore that was actually false. So you need to be grounded into your own spiritual knowledge, your own spiritual truths and opinions so that you are not feeling disappointed when these outer sources are no longer your truth as well. Hopefully that makes sense what I'm trying to say. Sometimes I'm just channeling and saying things and I'm just I'm just trying to get it out. So hopefully that makes sense. So in a nutshell, sever ties with old ways, old versions of yourself that don't serve. You are moving into your next rebirth. You are moving into a better version of yourself and you are healing your generational bloodline and karma along the way. Make sure that you're grounded into whatever you're working on and pursuing so that it continues to support you. Make sure that you aren't doing more work than is needed to get the gain of success. And make sure that you're focusing your energy on things that will bring you more abundance, fortune, joy, and prosperity. And ground into your spiritual truths, your spiritual gifts, your spiritual knowledge, your spiritual practice. And let that be the grounding and foundation for anything that you develop as your core truth and being moving forward. Thanks, Alice. She said it makes complete sense. <laughs> sometimes I feel honestly exercising throat chakra. Sometimes I feel like on these transmissions, I am just blabbing, blabbing, blobbing, blabbing, repeating myself, blobbity, blab, blobbity, blob. <laughs> and then I listen to the replay and I'm like, oh, that was good. That was good too. That was great. So it becomes very clear, but when it's coming out of me, it can be kind of jumbled. And part of that is because I'm channeling. I'm not, I have notes, but I'm not really planning this. It's coming through me from source. So thank you for letting me know that it was clear. This is what I have for you, lovelies. This is what I have for you tonight, Moon Sisters, Moon Brothers. We are not going to do a prayer to release the guides and guardians yet. We will do that with the full moon in Virgo on March 7th. This is because the veil is thin with Pisces season. The guides and guardians are just on the other side whispering to us. And we want to invite in all of that nurturing energy to be with us as we journey forward through such a sensitive, emotional season. So let these guides and guardians of the east, the south, the west, the north, and the fifth element, the ether, be with you as you journey through the season of the cosmic fish, the cosmic ocean, and we will invite in even more guardians on the full moon to be with those that are already here, and then we'll release them all once we're done with that circle in a couple of weeks. So if you do not have anything else for me tonight, of course, please put it in the comments right now. If you do, I will grab just a quick drink of water, but otherwise we are going to sign off. Actually, I'm going to take a drink of my um, aloe juice since it's enhanced right now with these guides and guardians and all of these elements and all this protection. 
all this magic. I'm not seeing anything in the comments. Sounds like we are ready to seal our circle. Thank you so much for being here whenever you are here, whether you're tuning in here live tonight or whether you are catching the replay. Thank you for sharing this circle or the replay to anyone who needs to hear it, anyone that it would serve. Thank you for sharing this circle in your social media stories. If you're happening to catch it, happening to catch it, and you know that it will um, serve others if they hear it as well. Just thank you for your support as always, helping me to live my dream, which is the dream of making a living, sharing with you information about the moon, the stars, the metaphysical, and more. I truly live in my joy doing this, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for always being there and showing up and helping me to be seen and heard so that I know that this is the path that I need to continue to go down. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, everyone. Carissa, thank you, everyone. I'm sorry if I missed anybody. There were several people that popped in and out tonight. I'm scrolling through. I can't catch them all. But thank you so much for every one of you that were on the transmission tonight. Thank you to all those that tune into the replay. We will meet again on Tuesday, March 7th. That's when we will meet at the midpoint of Pisces season to celebrate the full moon in Virgo, the sign of the cosmic priestess, the sign of the cosmic perfectionist. I can't wait to share all of the information with you about that Virgo full moon. But until then, if you need to reach out to me, feel free to message me on social media or email me at Vina at what? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What is my email address? <laughs> it's my business one. That's why I can't remember it. I believe it's Rachel at VinaLanae.com. I believe it's Rachel at VinaLanae.com. But you know what's even better? Message me through social media. That's where you're going to find me the best. So if you have anything during this time between now and the full moon, feel free to send me a DM on social media. And until we meet again, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy and heal for good. May we all feel safe and know peace. And may we all feel loved, be loved, and love one another. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be. Namaste. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one hour, one-on-one -on -one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media, so thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.